0: Your Locked On Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: I was thinking Punch and Pie, maybe, but uh, you you went for the jugular.
0: Uh,
1: (laughs) Anyway, welcome to the Locked On Avalanche Podcast, everybody. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, Chris Maselli, with me as always is Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan, as I peel, I don't know, some, some uh, Christmas present that my kids got off of my desk, some sort of putty or something. I don't
0: know. Ectoplasm.
1: Think. Yeah, they got jars and jars of that crap. Uh, so thank you for making this your first listen of the day. That is always appreciated. And before we get into the Avalanche 4-2 to victory after 10 years off... <laughs> uh we want to let you know follow the show on social media that's lopn underscore avalanche on twitter locked on avalanche on instagram send questions comments concerns opinions to on avalanche gmail.com and follow the show on our youtube channel there we are over on uh, youtube to search locked on avalanche all right kyle the avalanche finally back and first of all uh were you like me in in that I was uh, w- was not believing we were going to watch Avalanche hockey until that puck was <laughs> officially dropped. Even this morning, I was I was posting the the game day graphic, and I'm like, man, like uh, I'm I'm not the only one that does that, but uh, I'm like, am I jinxing this? Was it was just something was going to go wrong with the Avalanche? We're going to play a game today.
0: Yeah, I remember I remember messaging you yesterday, and we were talking about Nuke being out, and uh, you know. We were like, "Do you think this game's going to happen?" And I was yeah. like, "Let's wait until the morning." I was like, "Then I'll know." I just have a feeling. I feel like we're all conditioned. Like we get ready, and that elusive like injury report comes out in the morning, or somebody tests positive in that Nashville game that went to hell in a handbasket before the game even started. So you just you don't know what to expect anymore. And we, and we did like it was Nechuskin was not going to be playing.
1: Uh, I don't think. It- it was COVID related. I think it no. was a upper body injury, right? Mm-hmm. So, okay. I mean, again, you, you know, we had talked about, we're fu- You know, if nothing else, this break will, will make the avalanche 100% healthy fools to think that because, uh, the in what clearly was an injury practice related. Cause obviously yeah. the average haven't played. So, uh, a practice related injury and, is 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 it just not going to happen? Where the Avalanche are going to have a one hundred percent healthy team at any point during the season? Are we just can we, can we just call that now? And then if it no. happens,
0: we're excited. We came back from the break in midseason form. That's exactly what we wanted. Already yeah. got people on the injured list. <laughs> I know, right? So,
1: but in the end, the Avs did play. And yeah. uh, but while Nachuskin may have been out, they did bring back Gabe Landeskog. He Mm -hmm. came back. They were able to bring back Bowen Byram. And I have my fingers crossed every single time uh, Mm. that young man steps out on the ice. But uh, he's a professional athlete. If he's going to play, he's going to play. So, you know, you you take the training wheels off and guys are going to hit you. So you got to be ready uh, 100%. It seems like he was. Seems like he, you know, he played a full game. What did he have for uh, time on ice? 1835. Yeah. So they weren't holding them back. Um, but overall, Avalanche, a 4-2 to win over the Anaheim Ducks. Uh, and it kind of went the way that I thought it was going to go. Everybody expected the Avs to come out a little bit rusty. They absolutely were. But it wasn't horrible. No. I, I, I thought they, they, they were able to, to hang. I mean, yeah, they went down. They gave up a goal. You know, what are you going to do about that goal? But um, at the end of the first, I wasn't like, oh, man, this is going to be a horrible game. I felt like they just needed to get that first out of the way, and it will get progressively better. And that's exactly what happened.
0: It was one of those that right out of the gate, you could kind of feel the avalanche had it in them. Like the mojo was never gone, and it was just badly time passes, like some giveaways, some like good shots that just didn't go in i mean it's john gibson for goodness sake like he's <laughs> he's incredible and he's one another one of those players that everybody takes kind of for granted and he plays for anaheim so you don't think a lot about him but john gibson is an incredible goalie yeah. so i mean he robbed us a couple times but you never felt out of it even down to nothing i never felt out of it and those once everybody started getting clicking back together like that second and third period everything started rolling from there
1: you know, it wasn't, I mean, like I said, in the first, it wasn't all horrible. <clears throat> I thought yeah. the first line looked very good. Mm-hmm. Um from from the beginning. They they just they looked really good. You know, Nathan McKinnon still doing his his assist party. Uh, yeah, three assists for for Mac on the day. And again, he is playing a more controlled style game, but he he is still I, I read one comment. On, on twitter i remember who posted it and they said man i really missed the the nathan mckinnon that used to just i can't remember how they worded it and paraphrasing but it was more or less like i really missed the nathan mckinnon that would just uh make charge at the net and no holds barred like you knew he was gonna do it and i'm like i don't uh, yeah <laughs> i'm fine i'm fine because how you know the, the the amount of times he actually made it through and got to the net were far less than the times that the play got broken up and there was nobody to help on the backside, like And I think he's realized that we've talked about that many times in the past, but he did it again today. But he seemed like a step quicker today. Like he, And not not to say that he's been slow, but this new Nathan McKinnon that we're talking about, how he's like really looking for other people. He was he he, it seemed like he was uh, there was a number of times where he was kind of like flying through the zone. Mm -hmm. And the second he was like, all right, they have more numbers than 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 just me. Let me look around. And it worked. To perfection. I'm and, loving this Nathan McKinnon, man.
0: And he's adding this extra step. Like you've been watching it all year. If you watch this new Nathan McKinnon, he's adding new layers to it. And against this, uh, against the ducks in this game, his hands were a vital part of what he's doing. Like when he's going on this assist craze that he's on, he's feeding it real quick, like bringing the traffic to him and then passing it. He's using his hands to get around the defender that is in his way. And there was one play that he deked about six or seven times before making a yeah, pass. Yeah. So he's he's leveling up this new... Like, it's not this is not the new Nathan McKinnon. There's more to be had here. And I think he's gearing up for a playoff run with this. And yeah, yeah. his hands looked incredible in this game. And when I saw this little wrinkle, I was like, I think we've got a lot more in store. So all those people wanting the score-happy Nathan McKinnon, just wait a little it, bit. It, but it, yeah, I mean... I still feel like that's
1: going to come around, mm-hmm. but it's not. It's not like the Avalanche are are you know scrapping for him to become a scorer because no. he's facilitating and and they're winning games the way he's playing this way. So he's he's just like I mean, the scoring will come for me, but I have all these other scores on my team, and why not facilitate them? The first one was just Landeskog was right place, right time, and mm-hmm. the, uh, on the power play, he ripped one. Uh, a, a nice slap shot from his spot on the power play, and it went right to Landeskog, always oh, in the spot that he's in. Um, but the the one to O'Connor, it's it's just what you want your star to do. You you would think on a play like that, normal Nathan McKinnon would fire a shot on net. Yeah. But he he had the vision, and he saw O'Connor, and, and that was a, a beautiful pass and an even better shot by Logan O'Connor to roof that thing.
0: And it was that Logan O'Connor assist that really made me realize, I feel like Nathan McKinnon's, like, shift his mentality to where he makes his mistakes by doing too much. Mm-hmm. I feel like he's flipped his mentality to make the defenders make the mistake and let them bite and... If they're coming at him, he'll feed. But if they're playing back his pass, like they know this is his new thing, if they're playing back, that's when he starts taking shots. Yeah. And I feel like instead of making the mistake, which he did when he came back from the injury, and he felt sluggish and like he was running into traffic, if you watch, he's flipped the game, and he's letting everybody else make the mistakes, and it's not on him. Love it. Alright, well let's hear from Bilt Bar and then we'll continue this discussion on
1: uh, some stats and some other guys who played well and kind of look at everything uh, as a big picture. But we have Bilt Bar. It's the new year. Uh, oh yeah, Happy New Year by the way. Uh, Happy New Year. You're going to say <laughs> Happy New Year every single day. Uh, Forever. For Yes. Um, if you didn't listen to our last episode as to why, just go listen to it. <laughs> but it is the New Year. So that means New Year's resolutions and it's well, by the time you're listening to this, January 3rd. So I hope your New Year's resolution isn't uh, canceled by now. But if you're about getting fit or eating healthier, if that was part of your New Year's resolution, include Built Bar in that plan. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, maybe even better than a candy bar. Built Bar makes it easy to stick to your resolution because it tastes so good that you'll want to, you will want to eat them. Unlike other protein bars, which can be chalky, waxy, or taste, it's like you know it a chemical spill. So you want to eat healthy but it just gets so boring by like week 3 or even day 3. You might be thinking is this even worth it? Where's the chocolate? Well, Built Bars got you covered because their bars are covered in 100% chocolate. So, go to builtbar.com right now or built.com. Use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off of your order. Once again, that promo code is LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com or BuiltBar.com. All right, so getting into some other players um, who who did well. Just the game in general. Any, any. I guess I just want to throw it to you. If there's anything that stood out for you, uh, player wise, game wise, carte blanche, my friend. Go for it.
0: I will say, speaking to the duck side, Troy Terry surprised me tonight. Um, he is a menace. He was very he, he was very menacing tonight. Um, I'm curious what this game would look like if Zegers was involved, mm-hmm. like Milano was involved. But I'd like to see what that combo with Zegers would have looked like. Um, when it comes to the Avalanche, um, we were talking about Bowen Byram earlier. He was he was in some plays. He was looking all right out there when there was that little scrum in the second period behind the net. He was involved. I kind of got tense. Didn't know how that was going to play out. Mm -hmm. But um, seeing everybody handle everything pretty okay. Um, Like there wasn't any stupid penalties or things you would scratch your head at. Like it felt like a machine tonight. Like the avalanche beginning to end. It was a good flow all game long. Yeah. I'm looking at the penalties.
1: Uh, Comfer with the trip, which should not have been called because uh, it was on Drysdale. Who just stepped on the blade of a stick and that's not tripping. Mm-hmm. So they got that wrong. Um, Gerard had to delay of the game. Okay. Uh, Abe Kubel, the roughing, but that was matching roughing yeah. after that scrum. And that was it. So yeah, n- nothing, nothing like too dumb or too blatant. Uh, the Gerard delay of the game, sometimes it just happens. Um, right. So yeah, I think they played a, a, a good, a smart game. And, um, you know, when you had, like, again, you talk about the stars a lot. Kale McCarr, obviously one of them. Devon Taves, he got mm-hmm. them going with the scoring. And a lot of people are asking the question, like, is, is he, do people want to see more of this on him from a consistent basis? Not that he's not consistent. I know when I say consistent basis, basis, I mean year after year. Because from, you know, an avalanche fan standpoint, He's he's a top ten defender in my mm-hmm. opinion this year. Yeah. Um, is he just coming into form and and, and this is this is the Devontaes who will be this type of player for the duration of his time in the league? I mean, I think he he is sneaky good and I think he gets buried under guys, especially guys on his own team like Kill yeah. McCarr.
0: And the, the way he does it, it's just so quiet. There's no selly. There's no, like, he doesn't go out there and he's not, you know, kind of getting aggressive or asserting himself into a play. If he's not in it, he waits. He's patient. He's a veteran. He's done this a while. Yeah. He doesn't have to get out there and try and shoot himself hot. Or if he's cold, like, have to change it up in the middle of the game. He takes it shift by shift. And I think that quiet demeanor And the way that he controls his game, with however it is that night, if it's scoring or if it's passing, if he he just does it quietly. And honestly, I think he is one of the better players on our team right now. And he just does it quietly. And nobody pays attention because everybody wants to highlight real something. But consistency is all you get from Devin Taze.
1: Do you feel, because he's 27 years old, which, I I mean, you have to keep reminding yourself that. I thought he was a couple years younger than that. Yeah. Yeah. But he's he's 27, and is it he's he's you know sometimes it takes guys that long to really you know make a name for themselves. Is it that, or is it he's just playing on a good team, and 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 his skill set can come out when you know when you're playing on a a defensive pairing with Kale McCarr. Obviously, you're going to benefit from that. And I'm not saying you can put anybody with Kale McCarr and and they will shine like Devon Taves is doing. I think his skill is off the charts and that is showing I, it could be everything. It could be. Yeah, he, he's 27 and it took this long for him to really, you know, become what he is. He's playing with Kale McCarr. He's playing on a good team. He's playing in a good system, a system that fits his skill set. So like it's just the, almost like the, the perfect marriage for these these two
0: entities between the Avalanche and and tapes. I feel like it's a little bit of both in that scenario like being 27. I feel like he's finally on a team That he can flourish like he's always been touted as having an s- incredibly high upside He's just never been in a place where he can utilize it yeah. And he's in a place where it's not like fix our team now Like right. he's just come in and do your thing and guess what? He's really good at doing his thing. Yeah, so definitely uh who else
1: so Miko Rantanen a goal and two assists and uh I don't want to take him for granted so we have to, yep. to mention him because it's just like uh ho-hum uh Miko Rantanen with another three-point game and he just continues to do it and, and he him too he you know you said like how, how Taves is just he goes about he does his thing Miko's got an edge to him if you if you poke the bear too mm-hmm. much but if that doesn't happen he just goes about his his game and He's always in a good position. He is, he's, you know, he, he is a, a, a big body. So he's tough to move. And, and it's just, uh, it, it's kind of fun to watch him, but you have to, sometimes in a game like this, you have to kind of force yourself to watch him because today, at least last night, you said he wasn't like jumping off the screen, Yeah. but that's what he does. He's mm-hmm. just a sound player. And, and, you know, we we saw him what was the game where at the end of the game he was going was it the the ranger game or the i can't it was recently i think that he ended the game in the penalty box and when the game was over they these two
0: guys they Oh they it, well, i think it was the ranger game
1: and, and, you know that's what i mean like he has that ability yeah. to don't cross him but he's not going to start that he's not that type of player and I, you just you, you i just love how he just goes and and knows that he has all the ability in the world and can turn it on any time. And before you know it, it's like, holy crap, he had a three-point game and a goal on two assists. Like,
0: okay. And I I think one of the reasons we forget about Miko when it comes to these plays and how they're set up is because he's usually the first one to touch the puck. He's usually the first one to gain possession. He's the one getting down on the boards. He's aggressive on the forecheck. When we do that dump and chase to get offensive zone transition, Mm. he's the first one down there and he's the one passing it, either resetting it back to the D um, and cycling it on that blue line, or he's running it right back around the goal, passing it to Landy, and setting it up that way. You often forget about him because he's the first person on there, and he's like the third or fourth assist on a goal. Yeah, He's the one who sets it up, but he's not really known for finishing because he's the one who does the dirty work and doesn't get the credit for it. Yeah, Yeah,
1: good game for him. 22 and a half minutes
0: on the ice. Um,
1: Guys with, you know, spread around pretty evenly. Um, We always say, you know, Curtis McDermott gets his five, six, seven minutes. He only had two minutes and 53 seconds on the ice. Did did he get hurt? Or was it just like, there's no need for you to be out there to go throw your weight around, so we're just not going to put you out there.
0: Yeah, I don't. I don't don't even remember seeing him at all. I
1: saw him early in the game. Um, and I think he kind of was in a position to have a scoring chance if the play kind of went to his side of the ice, which never happened. Um, and then yeah, I, I mean you didn't see him because he only played two minutes and fifty three seconds. Yeah. I just don't know if he was hurt. I don't know if he got hurt or if uh they were just like, you know, we we, we don't nothing's happening in this game where we need you to go out there and be an enforcer. So grab some bitch.
0: Pitch. I mean it, it. It makes sense because Anaheim's always played as physical. Um, run them out yeah. there, get an idea on how it's going to go. Um, the physicality came to play in the late second, early third, but it's not going to show up in that first period. But Anaheim is a very gritty team. Yeah. All right. Um, some stats that we got.
1: You know, the Avs outshot Anaheim thirty-six to thirty-one the faceoffs were dead even at 50% which is is kind of good because i think yeah. the avs were down 75% to 25% after the first um power plays something the avs have steadily gotten better at as years as the uh, season has gone on 2 for 5 mm-hmm. so and anaheim is a pretty good uh, penalty kill Mm-hmm. so that's not bad uh two out of five and then what the ducks were one out of two um hits were you know, kind of even 21 to 17 in favor of the ducks so uh, yeah i think just overall from top to bottom uh the game went the way that i thought it would with shaking off the rust but they 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 held firm even though they got down by two you felt pretty good because I thought
0: Darcy Kemper played a a very solid game. Mhm. Yeah. yeah he he both goalies were kind of trying to show out for each other and yeah. like I know I've been singing his praises probably this whole episode but Gibson like he had let up some bad ones and I mean that could have easily been Kemper but he was he was right there where he needed to be um handling the rebounds well um not allowing second chances taking the physical hits they were being pushed into him. And, hey, his equipment stayed together. So
1: <laughs> that's that is a plus. Um, yeah, his expected goals against was 2.7 and he only gave up two. So, yeah. you know, your, your save above expected is a, a plus 0. 0.72. That's that's kind of what you want to see. So he didn't let in goals that he shouldn't have. Let me see as far as uh, medium and medium, low and high. Uh, both goals he gave up were cal- categorized as high danger goals yeah so he's not letting in the low danger goals for the day so i thought he was you know i i really really like darcy kemper i, I like yeah. him as a goalie and i like him even more so as at when you see his interviews yeah he just seems like a dude that you want to hang out with yeah and he's a fun loving guy uh that one video that they came out with like know your teammates or yeah. something like that which is hysterical if you haven't seen it and and all the interview it seems like he always gets put together with JT Comper for some reason like when they when they go out but he's always has, and th- those two guys are like yin and yang. Yeah. And Comper is usually always like serious, he doesn't want to be there. He just wants to be either home or on the ice or playing a game. And and you see like uh Darcy Kemper just like free-spirited, loving it, kind of laughing yeah. at laughing at uh questions or jokes that are to be thrown his way by the media, which nobody does that. They just, (laughs) I like Darcy Kemper. I I, I think he's playing well. We'll see how the season finishes out. He's an unrestricted. I don't know what's going to happen at the end of the year and who's available and what happens right now. I'd like to see him become our long-term goalie.
0: You know, and I think the team, honestly, they, they trust him. Like you could see that. Um, You can see how the defense plays around him, And I think as fans, we, we're not on pins and needles when shots are being aimed at him. Like we've been, we've been through the ringer when it comes to goalies and who's back there and who we're getting on each individual night. Um, like I think we've all established some trust in uh, Darcy. Mm-hmm. I think the next thing up is we got to see what's going on with Paul Francis. Like he needs to see he's some time get out there. Yeah. He's, he's got to out get there. out there. We've got to figure out like we've, we just gave him that deal not too long ago. Like, he needs to get out there and prove what we're holding on to and what exactly we're waiting on here like we know he's a great guy personally off the ice he's he's wonderful he's a he's a sweetheart but (laughs) we got to see what we're waiting on here like we keep sounding the bell every time he's in a backup position or it might get to start but the last time we saw him it wasn't that great so what are we waiting on here and the answer for darcy kemper might lie with what we're doing with pavel francos
1: yeah, we'll see. Um, so we will um, talk tomorrow about the game on Tuesday, which is against the Chicago Blackhawks. That is in Chicago, and then we were talking before. Yeah, you know, the game after that is is Winnipeg, and that's at home. That's in Denver, and we were wondering like what's going on with the whole border thing. And I just checked. So Winnipeg played Vegas Sunday. Anyway, okay in vegas so i guess do
0: they go home the jets yes um are they hanging out do they play around here for a little bit then because they, then, they, then they go to
1: arizona and then they play the avalanche so they're never so they're in the country for a little while
0: yeah it's we we bring, bring this up because of the the uncertainty when it comes to American teams going across the border and playing the Canadian teams with the attendance restrictions, the NHL is talking about moving, rescheduling, canceling those games. So when that came up on the schedule, the conversation came up and on how those teams are being handled being stateside and Calgary came to Chicago and played
1: Chicago on Sunday as well. So Hmm. the Canadian teams are coming here to play. I, I didn't, I didn't keep up on with that on the weekend to see like you know what what is what are those rules like? Can uh, United States teams go into Canada? I'm seeing if that happened at all. Uh, let me see if yesterday it happened. Nope, because Ottawa and, and Maple Leafs played. Vancouver with, went to, went to Seattle. Yeah, and Toronto and Ottawa had nobody in attendance. Nobody so. in attendance. On December 31st, um, nobody in Penguins going to Ottawa was canceled. And then Winnipeg, Calgary was canceled. That was December 31st though. So um, I don't know. I don't know how, I don't know how it works. It clearly Canadian teams yeah. are coming here to play. I don't know how it's working. If, if the United States teams are being allowed to go into Canada yet. I don't know. So, but as far as the, the Winnipeg game that should be on because they're not going back to Canada mm-hmm. and coming back again. They, play Chicago they're going to play Arizona and then they're playing us so it seems like we're gonna get all these games in this week as long as nothing else catastrophic catastrophic happens
0: and uh, you really want things to kind of stay intact as long as they can right now because if we can keep this train rolling, like we like look at this on its face like we came down we came back from a two goal deficit and one commandingly four two and now we're about to play Chicago which is a good division statement game uh-huh. like you want to keep this rolling. And we haven't played Winnipeg yet, and they're right. a—they are a Jekyll and Hyde team. They can either break your heart or you can run up the score. So this is a perfect chance for the Avalanche to come back from this break and possibly rattle off three wins in a row easily. I mean, and if you're looking at the standings, Avalanche
1: is technically are sitting in fourth right now based on points, but the, you know St. Louis is in first with 43. Avalanche have third, third. Forty-three for St. Louis, thirty-eight for the Avalanche. Uh, five games in hand for the Abs
0: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> over St. Louis. Uh, three games in hand against the Predators. Three games in hand, in hand against the Wild. So they're they're in a very very good good spot right now. And uh, yeah, the, the way that they're playing, you have to feel good.
0: Because we're we're now at this point in the season where. You have to look at the Avalanche, and it's not so much like your placement right now. You got to look at the Avalanche as the team that hits the ice. And, like, if you watch that Winter Classic game, those are two teams that you're going to have to be contending with in the playoffs at some point. Right. Is this Avalanche team good enough to handle a seven game series against St. Louis or Minnesota right now? Because that's who you're looking up at. And with our last performance against Nashville, another team that we might be in the mix with, could we handle a playoff series? Because that's what you have to start thinking about. Uh. Because the, uh, the deadline's coming up in just a, just a little while. And like this is where you start tinkering and figuring out what the team needs. That's what you want to look at. And this little stretch of games that we're about to run into is a fantastic opportunity on where we stand against the top teams in the league currently yeah cause you
1: got uh, you know, like I said, Chicago and then Winnipeg, okay, and then the then uh, the Maple Leafs. so you know two games in a row, right in the division. Mm-hmm. So uh, those are the ones that you definitely definitely want to win. So I don't know, overall, I was happy. You know yeah. we're happy just that you're you're watching Avalanche hockey again after more than two weeks and that they won the game, that they got progressively better as the game went on. Again, Logan O'Connor with an opportunity shorthanded. I I no longer get nervous when the Avs go down a man because it's like yeah. I look forward to the opportunity that Logan O'Connor might have. Yeah. He's he's exciting to watch, man.
0: Yeah, he's he's becoming <laughs> he's one of my favorite
1: players to watch. Absolutely. Um that was, I thought he had an assist too. No, so just just the one goal for him, but
0: and speaking of favorite yeah. players to watch, Nazem Kadri still continuing his his quiet little points. Yeah, ovals.
1: another so, assist for him. So, I mean, the only ones, Abu you Kubel, know, Jost, and Newhook didn't score. Uh, but I thought Jost played well. I thought Jost played a a a, a hustling type of game. He Nothing to show for an but I was happy with him. And Nui started out great and then kind of disappeared he in the did. second and third. He did. He definitely did. So... Um, maybe, you know, as a team, they wore the rust off a little bit. But yeah. individually, you know, maybe these guys needed a game. In, in, like, you know, a guy like him might need yeah. a, just the full game to get under his belt. And then he can get
0: going again. So, exactly.
1: All right. That's going to wrap it up for today, everybody. Thank you for tuning in and making it your first listen of the day. That is always appreciated. Check out Locked on NHL for the second listen of your day. Get caught up on all these games that are happening because the NHL is back in action alright that's going to wrap it up for today we will be back tomorrow anything else going on in Avalanche Land we'll be talking about it and definitely be uh, talking about the game the following day against Chicago big, mm-hmm. big divisional game So, alright that'll wrap it up he is Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan I am Chris Maselli this is the Locked On Avalanche Podcast see you guys tomorrow Go, Abs, go.